All right, welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. Go dogs! Sick them! Big time, big time win from the Georgia Bulldogs to knock off Bama on Monday night. And with that, fellas, how we doing? Doing good. It's nice to be in a, in a year where Bama's not the national champs to start it out. Um, not the best year so far, but hey, let's keep it, keep it moving forward. Yep, keep it moving forward. That's all, I think that's all we're going to say about uh, last week. I think it's going to be fair. Um, yeah. Sporty, how you doing? Hey, good. Uh, hey, I'm glad uh, Bulldogs won. It's, uh, I don't say too often uh, Michigan was the best team in college football this year, but hey, they did, so give it all to Georgia Bulldogs. Yep. Um, yeah, so how about let's 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 uh, talk about the Bulldogs real quick. Um, going into the game, I think I think everybody knew it was going to be a close game. Um, just you know, based on that first time they met each other, it was it was all Bama. But you know, John Mechie goes out with an injury, um, and you, you kind of had a feeling that you know the Georgia defense was going to make some plays. Uh, they were going to you know refine some things. Um, early on there, you know, it was like 9-6, to six, battle of the field goals. Um, Georgia's offense wasn't doing a heck of a whole lot. I mean, I think the whole game, I think they had, what, probably on offense, probably a total of like three big explosive plays. Um, one pass over the top to Pickens, uh, a huge run by Cook, and then um, the touchdown pass to, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name now. I think it was like. I don't remember the names. Uh, Bam, I, th- I think Bam had jumped off sides. And so it was like a kind of a free play. So they, they ran kind of like a, a fade route uh, down the right side of the field. Stetson Bennett threw one up. Let me, let me just get a double. Let me double check his name up right, real quick. Um, oh, yeah, it was Mitchell. Okay. Yeah. It was, yep. I th- okay. That's what I thought it was. Um, I think those were like the three biggest plays for George offensively. Besides that, it was it was real tough for them to move the ball, um, and had they not have made those big, you know, those had those three big plays, I don't think they win the game. I think the the biggest play of the game was um, Alabama threw to their tight end, kind of down the left hand sideline, and I'm watching. I think it was like their linebacker or safety. I forget who it was. He made the tackle at like the five yard line. I was like, that's gonna be a huge play in this game and they end up holding to a field goal. So I think that was a, a key key play in the game to limit Bama to three points. Um, <clears throat> and then just one other play was obviously the blocked field goal. That was huge. And then the game sealer pick six. If you watch the replay, Kirby smart is first of all, his vertical is insane. And then he's yelling at his player, get down, get down. And then all of a sudden he just realizes, you know, that he's going to take it to the house. So um, it was just a, you know, real great performance by Georgia. Uh, what are your guys' opinions about the game? Uh, I would say it lived up to the expectations. It wasn't the best national championship ever, but it certainly wasn't a bad one. Um, I'm glad that we kind of got the best in both worlds, where it was like really good defense at the beginning, and then you know big plays started to happen there at the end. The game started to break open, um, and obviously the result was awesome. It was good to see Georgia go get one. Uh, now, now they're in the list of teams that are not considered a new team. Like we want to see a new team. All right. Like now it's Clemson, Bama, Ohio State, and Georgia. Those four teams, no one wants to see them anymore. Yeah. I mean, you know, with the with the current top four, I think, I think obviously you know you'll see those teams you know repeat, but. Um, I think, um, I think in a you know fourteen playoff, we see a lot of those teams um, make the playoff again. Obviously, it would just be interesting to see if they expand the playoff. If you know those teams breeze by in the first couple rounds, or you know if we see some upsets um, based on you know one four matchups, two three matchups. Most of the times, you know, it's been it's been blowouts, and that's why people are like, "Oh, well, that's why we shouldn't even have a playoff because you can just tell who the two best teams are." But hey, you never know. Um, there are obviously, you know, there's going to be some upsets. So I'm all in favor of, you know, I think we're all in favor of expanding the playoff. But 
Um, Sporty, what do you think about Georgia's efforts on Monday night? Uh, first half, they were uh, they were a little slow, a little sluggish. Uh, Bama's defense came ready to play. Obviously, it was a it was a battle of the uh, field goal kickers. I never thought uh, it would be what was the score like? What nine six or yeah, yep. I didn't think there'd be uh, with one minute to go the same quarter, but there was a touchdown score, right? Uh, I believe. With, like, one uh, to go I'm trying to think. I honestly I can't remember the whole score by quarter, but I know it was, it was close, and there wasn't you know many touchdowns scored there in the, in the beginning half of the game. So, uh, yeah, like I said, it was about, about okay. It was uh, yeah, it was nine six. Sorry, it was nine six at halftime. So uh, if you would have told me the score at halftime nine six, I would have probably uh, laughed at you. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Good one. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I kind of felt bad for uh, Alabama's receiver who got hurt, uh, Jameson Williams. Uh, after after he went down, uh, they didn't really have much of a passing game. I, I know Young, uh, he tried to hit his receivers. They actually weren't helping him out. So kind of felt bad for Bryce Young and the receivers. But kudos to Alabama's running back. Uh, which is, what was his name again? Oh, um, wait, hold on, hold on, because I remember earlier in the year we had the battle of Bijan and Brian. I think it was, isn't it Brian Robinson? Isn't that yeah. isn't that Bama's? Yeah, Brian Robinson. Because yeah, Brian. He, yeah, <laughs> I got, he was balling out. I, I know it was just, it was a tough sledding, but uh, he tried to keep Bama in the game, but uh, he tried to, but it was just a little, not not too much effort because uh, Bama didn't have a passing game after. Uh, Williams went down. I know, you know, they, they made a couple of nice catches here and there, but there were also key drops. But uh, Georgia's running game actually kind of got started in the second half, and Bennett uh, he was open. He was able to open up the pass game. They were able able to throw the ball on field. And their offensive linemen were able to open up some holes for the running backs, and their uh, their, their defense came came ready to play a second half. So uh, kudos to uh, Georgia Bulldogs for the being uh, national uh, champions. Um, yeah, let's talk about you know big time plays. Um, I think one, another key play of the game, and I want to just quickly touch upon this before we go to our top five. Um, the Stetson Bennett fumble. Um, I was a little bit. I wasn't really shocked about you know that they called it a fumble. Um, I think it was the right call. Live, I wasn't sure, obviously, but um, I, I didn't think it was a fumble. I thought his arm was coming through. So I thought. I, I think. I think when he when he when he had his arm up, then he let go of the ball, and he never really was able to, you know, have that throwing motion, that distinct throwing motion. So I think I think it was a fumble from that standpoint. But I was really confused on the on the uh, call of the clear recovery. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was. I mean, you know, it, it could have gone either way, but between his toe. I, I think it was it was tough to see, but I couldn't tell if his toe was inbounds or out of bounds. But regardless of that, I think that he was out of bounds when he officially controlled the ball. Yeah, I don't like he, like, he had it in his hand, right? And it was like you know there. bobbling around there, so I didn't think it was going to be that that play almost like sealed Georgia right there because I was like, oh geez, if, if you know Bama scores a touchdown here, it's going to be game over. Um, but yeah, I think that was a huge play that kind of you know, dictated the rest of the game, but uh, I was just a little bit shocked on the rolling there. Um, hey, real quick, let's uh, – it's never too early to make some college football predictions for next year. I'm putting you guys on the spot. Give me your top four um, playoff teams for next year. All right. Um, so with that, Hadley, let's uh, let's start with you. Four teams to make the playoffs. Doesn't have to be, you know, one through four. Just give me four teams that'll make the playoffs. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go Bama. And I'm gonna go Iowa State. Uh simply because they have two Heisman level quarterbacks that are returning. Um and then number three, I'm gonna go with Clemson. I think they bounce back. And DJ Ugas Heisman next year. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, number four is a bit of a wild card, but I'm gonna go with USC. Ooh, okay. Lincoln Riley. I think get Caleb Williams. Lincoln Riley, first first year, one for one, to get, sending USC right to the playoffs. The Pac-12 is an easy route, kind 
kind of, not, the Big Twelve's not easy necessarily, but it's it's a winnable conference. Yeah, I think the only the only game that they're gonna you know run into problems is Oregon. Oregon and then Utah. Yeah, so and Utah's about as unpredictable as it gets in college football. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm gonna rule with, and I could be way off, but there are two early predictions for a reason. All right, sporty. Here I go. I'm gonna have Georgia one, Bama two, Clemson three, Michigan four. Ooh. All right. I think uh, Michigan has they have Lola coming back on offense a lot. But then again, I know, all... they, I know they lost a lot on defense, but I think I think uh, Mike McDonald will have them ready again like he did this year. All right. So, I do say they're going to go uh, eleven and one though, Michigan, but right. still make playoffs. Okay. Um, first of all, I'm going to give just a wild card. I got to give the love to the Pitt Panthers. They have basically everybody coming back except Kenny Pickett. Um, their whole basically their whole defense is pretty much back. So, um, and their whole offense is pretty much back as well. O- offensive lines back. So I think they're gonna. I think they, they have a good shot to repeat as ACC champs. Um. So I don't. I I'm just gonna have them as a wild card. I don't know if I'm gonna necessarily have them in as of right now. Um. Obviously, Bama. Um. The winner of the Ohio State-Michigan game, it's going to come down for me. Um, right now I'm going to go with just Ohio State, just because Michigan loses a lot on defense. So I got Ohio State uh, as my second team. <clears throat> um, man, this is this is tough because, like, you know, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but, like, Tennessee is going to be – they're going to bring a lot, of back, like, a lot of guys back, so they're going to give Georgia a good game, I feel like. I'm not saying they're going to beat them, but uh, – you know, Texas A&M is going to be better. Uh, like Hadley said, USC. Ooh. Um, let's round it off with, hey, I'm just going to go with all familiar faces as of right now. I'm sure this will change in August once we talk football, but Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, and give me Oklahoma. I think Brent Venables is going to have a solid year in year one. Um, Dylan Gabriel, quarterbacking, transfer from Central Florida, so... Um, look for look for Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma is going to win the Big Twelve, even though they had a lot of guys, you know, transfer and depart. I still think Venables is still bringing in a lot of key pieces. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, it's college football playoff for next year. Uh, speaking about uh, new hires, some new guys in new places. Lincoln Riley, obviously, Brett Venables. Um, hey, there's two teams that we didn't mention. And I don't think they're going to touch the playoffs, but with new hires, you know, Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman, and LSU, Brian Kelly. Um, I just don't see those two teams even sniffing the playoffs. So, um, But speaking about new hires, uh, top five today. We have the top five most intriguing NFL jobs uh, as a head coach right now. So um, it's kind of... um, what what's what's the term I guess for all the coaches getting fired on Monday? I've seen like Cyber Monday, like Black Monday shopping, um, like you know, it happens every year. Monday's basically the day day after the you know the regular season ends that you see, you know, certain guys get fired. Um, and honestly, there was two two positions, um, two teams that you know fired their coach that I was really shocked by, and that was the Minnesota Vikings and the Miami Dolphins. Um, I knew the Vikings one was coming. The Dolphins one shocked the world. The Dolphins one shocked the world. I mean, to finish 8-1, and one, I mean, I, I don't know. But uh, I'll let you guys um, talk about it here. Um, give me your top five most intriguing um, head coaching positions in the NFL. Hadley, I'll start with you. Okay, working bottom up. Uh, number five is going to be shocking, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Uh, I feel like with Tua, you have a middle of the middle of the pack quarterback, which is good and bad. Uh, you have a defense that is all right. Um, I think it was a little better because of Flores. And then I really think 
in terms of superstar talent, you have Waddle. That's about it. Uh, so I think that the Dolphins roster is not quite as good as people may think. I think that Brian Flores made it look more appealing, but not very sold on it. Number four, I got Vikings. Basically for the same situation. With Kirk Cousins, I'd say he's more of a higher tier than Tua, but he's still middle of the pack. Um, Dalvin Cook's getting old. You have an absolute superstar in Justin Jefferson. Um, but nothing really up front like the Dolphins. Defensively, you don't have much. A lot of aging talent. Um, so, I mean, neither of those. I would say they're both middle of the pack. Now the Broncos are number three for me. And they have loads of talent. But they're just lacking a quarterback. Uh, and that's a big deal uh, for someone that wants to take over a coaching job. You want to establish that quarterback relationship right away. And with the Broncos, they have a ton of talent. I mean, defensively, they have really good playmakers on offense with Williams, Judy's potentially, uh, Sutton, and uh, all them guys. But, yeah, not having a quarterback really, really kind of kills that that job right now. Number two, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, like it or not, Trevor Lawrence is going to be a top ten quarterback in the league for years to come, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, that that game, although it hurt, uh, just looking at it objectively, Trevor Lawrence can be a really good player. Um, they have pretty good cap space. They have a top pick this year. So, I mean... You can kind of go in whatever direction you want with that pick. I think that they really can't go wrong here in the next. I think if they give the coach that they hire a year, they should be right in the you know 500 by either next year or the year after. And number one is the Chicago Bears. Because unlike the Jags, they actually have some really good talent other than just their quarterback, who I think will be top 10 at one point. Um, so you have that quarterback. You have Monty. You have Mooney. Um, you have really bright spots on the defense with Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, um, Khalil Mack. So I think that they have a really good team to build around, and I think if you make the right draft picks, you're already a playoff team. So that's my, that's my top five. Solid, solid stuff there. Um, <clears throat> my Hey, my number one. I'll just tell you straight up, number ones do not match. They don't match. And I thought, I thought, I, I mean, I kind of figured you put the Bears at number one there because I know you, you know you talk highly about them. I mean, I I also have them high as well, but they're not my number one. Uh, Sporty, top five. All right, I got a little mix up here. Okay, uh, number five, and this is a little head scratcher. I'm gonna go with the New York Giants. Okay, and now they got they got rid of Judge, which is. The main problem—he was the main problem. Okay, he's out. So, got a clean slate. I'm not saying they're going to do any better, but got a clean slate. Uh, I don't know who's going to take the job, but but you know they they need a quarterback. Uh, Barkley—he's you know I think he'll I think he would do okay if if you know if they would win you know if they would. Possibly win some couple games for him. I mean, he just, he's just been, t- since he's got drafted by the Giants, he just been taking hit after hit after hit after hit. They have no offensive line that can block for him. So, whoever, whoever the head coach is, it's going to be, you know, just start from scratch and just, they need to hire a, a good offensive line coach that knows what he's doing to protect him, to protect Barkley. And I don't know who's going to be a quarterback, but, uh, also, with their defense, yeah, their their defense is you know atrocious because their offense is atrocious. So, I think they'd be better if their offense, you know, would put up some points. But obviously, they you know they don't put up points, thus making their defense be on the field way too much during the game. So that's why I have the Giants at number five. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with the Texans. Okay, uh, I know the record wasn't. Great, but bright spot. Um, uh, the quarterback, Mills. 
I knew I knew about him from Stanford, but uh, I really didn't know too much about him. He could lead that team next year. He had a good good second half of the season. Uh, a couple couple bright spots. Uh, running or receiver. They got uh, Brandon, Brandon Cooks in a decent year. Uh, Nico Collins from uh, Michigan. He did okay. Uh, they they do need a running back though. Running backs, they were kind of like running back by committee each game, so they really didn't have too many good running backs. Uh, I know their defense took a beating, but you know, they were down 21 points against Tennessee. I thought they were going to get blown out. They came back and lose by three, so 2025. I mean, I, I think I think town is there. They just they need they need coaching, so I, I think they'll be okay. Uh, number three, uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Uh, like I said, Kirk Cousins, uh, I disliked him whenever he was at Michigan State because he would, would always beat Michigan. He's a heck of a quarterback. Knows what he's doing. Cook, uh, like he's injury prone. Uh, they should get a, uh, running back in should get a, Running back in the draft, but you know they do a mass, and I don't know how long he's going to be there for. But they need a good, stable running back behind uh, Cook in case case Mass leaves. Like I said, their their defense uh, so far. Like I said, Jefferson's he's a heck of a receiver. Thielen he's getting kind of old, but he's still like a possessive possessive receiver. Tight end they have really don't have any. They don't really have a tight end, Conklin, but he's he's okay. So they need to they need to get get a good good uh, good tight end to, uh, to go along with Conklin. But uh, that was that's why I got number three. Uh, number two, uh, let me go with the. Uh, let me go with the. Oh yeah, Denver Broncos. If they had a quarterback, they'd be really good. <laughs> it was real good. They got they got a two good running backs, Williams and Gordon. They uh, supplemented each each you know re- replaced each other good this year. And one would go in do well. The other one would would go in and do, you know also do well. Offense line's pretty good. Defense is decent. Like I said, if they had a quarterback, go get a, go get a quarterback. Denver should either go to DC free agency and go to quarterback or draft one and, and establish them. Okay. I think they'll be, a, I think they'll be a lot better next year. So I have it. Number two, number one, the Miami Dolphins. Ooh. Okay. Tua, he's good. Okay. Downfall, they have no running game. Okay. Receivers, they do have receivers, but they were in COVID, so they didn't have a, they didn't have their full receiving squad this year. Uh, that's why they were kind of what they were, because they really didn't have that. I mean, outside of Waddle, I mean, Waddle was their mainstream receiver all year. He stayed healthy all year for them. So, kudos to Waddle, great year. That was a good connection from. Bama to Bama, two of the Waddle. So uh, that should be another connection. But uh, like I said, if they if their receivers stay healthy next year, but like I said, they need a running back. So Miami should try to get a running back in free agency or draft a running back and mold him into your system. So that's why I have that number one. And their defense, their defense is, is decent. You know, they like like everyone says. Why did he get fired? My question is, I have no idea. The last two seasons, he had Mr. Flores. He had 17 wins total, right? Mr. Flores. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he was right. He was around 500 both years. I mean, they. So he had he went nine and seven last year, okay, and he went eight and nine this year. Almost made the playoffs this year. Yep. So I yeah that was a that was sure was a head scratcher of him getting fired. So. Plus he had plus he had a a, a 
pretty high draft pick because they drafted Waddle. So well, they were top what top three, top four, mm-hmm. something like that. Or no, so, no, 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 they weren't. Wait, what were they? This past, they weren't top four this past year. Oh, they weren't top four. Who? Dolphins. They were like what, what draft pick were they? Happy. Uh, I think they picked Waddle at six. Okay, but six, six. That's still okay. pretty up there. Yeah. For them to get the six draft, for them to get the number six draft pick, and then we basically be out of the playoffs by. Uh, one game says a lot for that team. I mean, so. I mean, they made they also. I mean, they made a trade to get up there. I mean, they, it was not like they were like the twenty fourth worst still, team in the NFL. I mean, still, they made a trade to get up there, number six. But still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being right. numbers, to, to get a trade to get up to number six, to be to be one game out of the playoffs, to win your last game, who nobody thought they would be be close to even beating the Patriots, yeah. and they they took they took a tool. Yep. So, I think that will be. It'll be a lot. I just hope they don't go in reverse with their with their new head coach. You know, they had all that momentum in yep. the last few seasons. I just hope they don't go go backwards. But I don't think they will. I think they'll establish a running game. Their their passing game should be should be real good. Like I said, they all stay healthy. They'll, 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 they should have a pretty good tandem for because uh, they all they'll have Waddle, they'll have Jasicki, they'll have uh, Parker. Yep. Plus, if you know if the running back catches passes, and then you got two are running the ball. So their their offense should, should be pretty good. So that's why yeah. I have that's why I have them at, at number one. So keep an eye out on the uh, Miami Dolphins for uh, next season. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, number five. Kind of been going back and forth on this. I think. I had kind of had a split number five here with the Giants Dolphins, and it's 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 a tough one to pick. I mean. If the Giants can figure out their offensive line, I think they'd be. I mean, they have the, they have the weapons, um, but the Dolphins, I think, they have they have the you know they have a quarterback that they are able to throw the ball. Uh, defensively is where I get a little scared, you know, with both the Giants and the and the Dolphins. Um, I think. I think offensively, I think the better job is to go to the Dolphins. So I, I think I'd put them there at five, but. I think to make the playoffs, I think if you can figure, if the Giants can figure out their offensive line and get you know a couple pieces on defense, I think to make the playoffs, I think you'd rather be in New York. Um, you have a much easier chance of getting in the playoffs that way. So, um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Giants here at five uh, as the as the most intriguing job. Number four, I'm gonna go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. Um, you know, they, they're only going to get better. They're going to, you know, get pieces around them or, you know, they're going to get what they have. The, they have number one draft pick, correct? Yep. Okay. Um, so they'll be getting some nice pieces there and I think they'll get some guys in free agency. So look for them to have a, you know, a better year, um, this year, obviously James Robinson, um, had a pretty solid year, even though he got hurt uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, Number three, I'm gonna go with the Broncos. Like you know, like you guys said, they need a quarterback. Uh, they have the pieces, you know, running back. They have Noah Fant. They have the wide receiving core, um, and they have dudes on defense that can make make plays. So I think Denver would be a, a great spot to land. Um, and again, they were a team that were you know, game or two out from missing the playoffs. So um, number two, I'm gonna go with the Bears here. Uh, the Bears again. I think I think they're very similar, like the Broncos, except you know the Bears have a quarterback. Uh, the Bears have a lot of nice weapons, nice pieces on offense. Um, they have some you know real nice pieces on defense. Um, it, you know it's gonna be it's always gonna be tough to try to knock off you know the Packers and the Vikings, and I think that's a similar situation with the Broncos. It's, it's gonna be always it's always gonna be tough to knock off the Chargers and the Chiefs. So I think you're in similar positions there. Uh, but number one for me, based on these two guys alone, these two guys alone, Cousins and Cook. I'm gonna go with the Vikings as the number one job here. Um, they their their offensive line's pretty solid. Um, again, like like you guys said, uh, the Vikings they're gonna need to you know draft some guys um, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know Justin Jefferson's there. They're missing the tight end. So I, I think, again, that that's a that's another spot where I think you know Minnesota is a great place to you know they have they have the pieces. I think they can go to the playoffs 
in year one. Whoever whoever's there, they they have the talent right now to go to the playoffs. Um, so that's why I put them there at number one. Um, so before we jump into the playoffs, let's look at NBA real quick, and then we'll shift back to the NFL. So we're kind of uh, you know kind of haven't talked about you know the NBA here in a while. Um, let's just do a quick little short segment. Uh, kind of make it or fake it. I'll list the team. It's kind of like contender pretender. Um, you know, do you think this team has a, a, a shot to win the NBA championship? Now, this first team, they're currently sitting number one in the East. So, you know, I think. You know, everybody's. You know, you're probably thinking, why? Why would you ask if they're a contender if they're number one in the East? Well, anybody saw the score from last night? I think that's a real indication as to why I think that they they're a real solid team, and that's that's Chicago Bulls. But they got obliterated by the Nets last night. Obviously, it's one game, but Hadley, do you think the Bulls have a, a legitimate chance to win the NBA championship? Yes. I think they're contenders. I think they remind me a lot of last year's Suns, to where they kind of just threw a bunch of really good players together with Paul Dorkin and uh, Aiden. This year it's obviously Lonzo, Vooch, Levine, DeRozan, so it's an extra guy. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think they're contenders. I, I think they're winning games for a reason. I think they got some some guys that can take over late in games, which is big. Sporty, what are you thinking about the Bulls here? No. Uh, they're, they're pretenders. Uh, there's no way they're going to – there's no way that they're going to beat the uh, Nets. So, obviously, I shared last night, when you give up 138 points at home, how are you supposed to be a contender? Explain, explain that one to me. I mean, Sporty, it's one game. I mean – Yeah, but still – the Warriors are losing by forty right now. I mean, yeah, the Warriors they're they're pretend they're yeah, they're not they're not pretenders, they're they're contenders for sure. Yeah. Um But no, I no, I just think the uh Nets are too strong. So I think they're the Bulls are pretenders. All right. So wait, let me let me ask you this question, Sport, because I've I have two other teams here from the East. Do you think the Bucks and the Heat, do you think they have they you know, either of those teams have a legitimate chance to win it all? Bucks, yes. Uh, Heat, no. I think the Bucks. Can, I think the Bucks can give the Nets. I think the Bucks can be the Nets. I don't think the uh, Heat definitely cannot be the Nets. All right. So, so it's so Sporty's riding the 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 Bucks and the and the Nets big time here in the East. So we'll we'll see come playoff time if uh, if that prediction stands up. And I mean that's probably I mean obviously probably I think it's going to be a uh, Eastern final of the Bucks. In the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals. Where the where the Knicks come yeah, from in all this? I said the Nets. Oh, I thought the you said Nets, the Knicks. Like Knicks. Sounded like Knicks from here. Jeez, out of nowhere, he just goes from. Nets. He goes. He goes. He goes. He goes. Nobody's gonna beat the Nets. All of a sudden, he just goes. I think it's gonna be Bucks and Knicks. Um, so the Nets and the Bucks. All right, going back to the Bulls here. Um, like Hadley said, the, the Bulls are really interesting. Um, I like the comparison to the Suns. Um, they have a lot of interesting pieces. Uh, can they stay healthy? Um, that's gonna be their biggest question. I think they, I think they have a chance to make it to the NBA Finals. I don't know if they can win it. So I think they can beat the Just Nets. Like the Suns last year. That's yeah, how I look at it. yeah. I think they can beat the Nets in a series. It's gonna to be tough. I mean, I, I would obviously, you know, bet on the Nets here uh, to beat them. But I think the Bulls have a have a chance. But I don't know if they can win once they get to the championship. If they would, but I'm still gonna I'm still gonna give them um, can, uh, make it instead of fake it. Uh, we'll just stay in the East here. Uh, Bucks and Heat. We already know Sporty's answers. Um, Bucks and Heat, Hadley. I think both are contenders or in this scenario make it. Yeah. Um, 
The Heat already proved that they can be a mid-seed and make the finals. Uh, Bam has not been healthy at all. Jimmy has not been healthy at all. Yet they're still like two games out of the number one in the East or something like that. Um, either way, they're sitting pretty right in the middle without those guys. So I don't know how you can say realistically that they don't have at least a chance. Um, and then the Bucks. I mean, reigning fav. I mean, reigning champs retained all the talent. Drew Middleton, Giannis. I mean. They're obviously contenders, and in my in my opinion, they're the odds-on favorite right now to win the East. Yeah, I think I think you know Bucks and Heat. They're definitely both. Uh, they both have the capability of making it. Um, I think when you look at the East, there's only four teams that have a legit chance to, you know, represent the East, and that's obviously the Nets, the Bulls, the Bucks, and the Heat. I really don't think there's anybody outside of them that can really, you know make a run at it. Um, so for the time being, I'll say, you know, the Bulls, Bucks, and Heat are, you know, capable of making it. Um, three teams from the West now. First one, Utah Jazz, Hadley. Um, pretenders. And it's not that I don't like them. I really like the Jazz. And they're an amazing regular season team. But at the end of the day, there's no one on that team other than Donovan Mitchell that can take over a game for you. And that's a problem because he is one of my favorite players in the NBA, but he's mega inconsistent. Um, so we saw against the Denver Nuggets in the bubble two years ago, he was averaging like 45 in that series, and they lost the series. So, I mean... How sustainable is trusting one guy? Not sustainable enough, in my opinion. So, I think come playoff time, they first a Warriors or, you know, any of those top dogs, I think they, they stumble, sadly. I do like the Jazz a lot, but pretenders. Sporty, what do you think about the Jazz? Like how he said, they can never play in crunch time, okay? So, they are pretenders. Like he's, like how he said, they do well in the regular season, but when it comes to playoffs... They flop. Okay, not not doing belly. They don't belly flop. They <laughs> flop. They fold. They crash. They they can't take the playoff atmosphere. I mean, yeah. Outside of Mitchell, they don't have anybody that is gonna you know stick that three. That's gonna put you up by making a two possession game to a three possession game. They don't have that consistent guy that can hit you know, three threes in a row that can, you know, make you go on a run to either, you know, swing the game to get you back into the game or put your head, you know, you know, so far in the game. Um, outside of Mitchell, I mean, Clarkson, Clarkson's a real nice piece coming off the bench. I'll give them that. And Bogdanovich is really good too, but I mean, it's just not enough. Right. Um, and here's my biggest problem with them is Gobert. Yeah. He's phenomenally, he's phenomenal on defense, but you need a guy that's at least somewhat flexible offensively down there. He, unless he is right beside the rim, he is not putting up any points for you. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. Um, See, so yeah, I, I just, I have a real tough time siding with the, with the Jazz here in the playoffs. Um, next team, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, also pretenders. I. Love John Morant. He's taken a tremendous step this year, and he's cool-blooded. I think he's one of those guys, as much as I love Don Mitchell, I think that John Morant really could actually win a series for you. Um, they do have shooting. Sorry, my dog is in here. Um, they do have shooting. They have Desmond Bain, who's been really coming on lately. But... Yeah, um, it's not going to be enough to take down like the Warriors, for example. So, pretenders. Sporty. They're just kind of like the Jazz. But like you said, Morant could, then, could, win, them, could win them a series, but, but that's it. So they are pretenders. Pretenders. Um, yeah, I, I, think the, I think the Grizzlies are faking it. Um, you know they're playing some. They're playing. They're playing well. 
Uh, they just beat the Warriors last night. But I think in a series, you know, I think the Suns, the Warriors, I think they get the best of them. Um, and, and the Grizzlies, I think, I think they're one of the best teams that are one of the youngest teams, if that makes sense. They have so many young pieces um, that if they can stick together, maybe in the next you know couple years that they'll you know start to really get a hold of the West. But I don't think they're there yet, and I don't know. I if they, think I don't they th- might need to flip. Yeah, and what I mean by that is Jaron Jackson's a good player, but I don't think he's ever going to be a superstar that wins you a championship. And that's what I was just about to say. I don't know if they can ever get there with that lineup that they have right now. Right. So they, I think. You're right. It's so, it's such a good roster. I think if they get Jaw and then pair him with like a a three or four or five, yeah. oh my goodness, like yeah. a superstar. Yeah. Um. Last team, and I've I've kind of been going back and forth with this one. I mean, obviously they're not as healthy as they are right now, but um, or as they could be. Um, the Lakers. Hadley, what do you think about the Lakers? Pretender. I mean, I don't think they're pretending at all. I think everyone's seeing their problems. Um, Now, obviously, the GM will probably make some moves at the deadline. Um, So we're probably going to be looking at a whole different team in a few weeks or months. I forget when it even is. Um, So don't look back on this and say you were wrong if they are. But as long as Russell Westbrook's on that team, they're not winning. I've been on him not being that good of a player since KD left. Um, and I've got a lot of heat for it, but it seems like on Twitter, everyone now is a bona fide Russell Westbrook leader. So it's about time everyone's figured it out. He's not a winning formula. They're a pretender. Sporty, what do you think about the Lakers? Uh, pretenders, because they're, you know what? They're too old. Too old. Too old. Like Hadley says, Westbrook tries to take the team on his shoulders, and he can't do it. He's not a team player. He's in it Never for himself. He's in it for himself. He's all about stats just for himself. He doesn't care about Anthony Perry. He doesn't care about James. He doesn't care about Davis. It's just all about him. Okay, And I'm sure the Rockets were glad to send him to well, no, the, the Wizards at this point, right? Yeah, or the Wizards, whatever. <laughs> he went Thunder, Rockets, Wizards. No, Wizards, yeah, Wizards. Now he's out, now he's out in L.A. Being a, you know what he is? He's a showboat, okay? He's not a showboat in anything. I was going to say, there's right? nothing to showboat, showboat about this year. He tries to be a showboat, okay? He tries to take care of the team. You know what showboat? His MVP season, when everyone thought he was the best player in the world, and yada, yada, yada. When his teammates were letting him get rebounds, so that way he could average that triple double. Yep, yep. Sometimes numbers are not as you see them. All right. He, you know what? They gotta prove. They gotta prove me wrong, the Lakers. Until they win an until they win a NBA championship with him, they are. Well, Westbrook is. He's not garbage. He's just. He's a ball hawk. Okay, that's he's, what he is. He's, he's all right. So you're saying they're they're overhyped? Is it until they win one as a squad together, they're they're overhyped? Yes. Um, so that's why Adam as pretenders. I, Five years from now, everyone will look back on the KD thing and be like, maybe he was right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've been saying it since he left. He didn't want to play. It's not that he wanted to go join a 73 and 19. It's that he wanted to leave his team. All right. And that just so happened to be the best, most fitting option for him. Yeah, I think as soon as the Lakers acquired Westbrook, I had very mixed opinions about it. Um, he's a he's a great guard that can slash and get and, and get to the hoop. He can get to the hoop when he wants to. It's sometimes, you know, for the most part, he finishes when, you know, when he can get to the rack, he finishes. It's his shooting. It's his jump shot that hurts so much. And obviously it's the selfish part that hurts so much. Um, he cannot consistently hit a jump shot when you need him to. 
Um, Never has been able to. Right. And I, I knew as soon as the Lakers got him, I was like, this is it's gonna it's gonna hurt them. Um, I mean, obviously Schroeder, he's not you know some guy that's gonna you know shoot lights out. Um, but he knew his role, and I think that's why the Lakers you know were better with Schroeder in that lineup. I don't think Westbrook really knows. I think they're still trying to figure everything out as a team together. And, you know, Westbrook is just so used to, you know, getting the ball and, you know, taking over try, or trying to take over for his team. Um, and I don't know. I mean, you can never really count out LeBron. Um, I feel like there's going to – they're going to somehow find a way to try to make a run at it. But I just – I don't see them getting past um, the Warriors or the Suns, um, even, with a, even with a healthy Davis. And last thought on Russell Westbrook, think about the guys he's had in his career. He played early with Harden and, and Durant. Yep. Zero championships to show for it. Then he gets Paul George in the Oklahoma City. Zero, zero playoff series wins, I believe. Then he gets James Harden with Houston. Chris Paul took him at least to – they basically had the finals, but they blew it. Russell Westbrook, nothing. Russell Westbrook goes to the Wizards. Has Bradley Beal. It wasn't a great team, but eight seed gets swept. I mean, he's just not a winner, and he never will be with that place now, ever. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think officially, I'm gonna, I'm gonna officially as of right now, I'm gonna put the Lakers until they figure out uh, some chemistry there. I have them as faking it. I don't see the Lakers winning it this year. I think there's really, like, I think, I think there's really six teams that have a legitimate chance of winning it. Warriors. Agreed. Warriors, Suns, there's only two teams in the West. And then the four teams out in the East, Bulls, Nets, Bucks, and Heat. Agreed. I don't really see – you know, there might be spurts of a team where, you know, they might win a game or two or make the series interesting, but I don't think there's a team that can consistently win enough series to, to make it to the finals. Um, speaking about championships, let's flip gears to the NFL playoffs. Um. Obviously, the Titans are the one seed over there in the AFC. Packers one seed in the NFC. Both are on buys this week. So let's look at the first round matchups. Um, we'll look at the uh, Bengals and the Raiders to start. Um, actually, you know what? Let's let's go through and give our Super Bowl predictions. Let's go game by game, um, and then we'll go, you know, round by round. Uh, to give a to give a Super Bowl prediction and then obviously a Super Bowl winner. Um, so let's start with, you know, Hadley. I'll start with I'll start with you. We'll just go with everybody's bracket straight ahead. Um, let's first start off there in the AFC. Give me a rundown of uh, who's winning Wild Card Weekend here. All right, Steelers Chiefs. Uh, I got the Steelers. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, if that game's close. It's- Football's a crazy sport, man. Um, Chiefs. Uh, Pats, Bills, I think it's going to be the best game of the weekend, but I'm going to go with the Bills. Third time's a charm. Um, and then Bengals, Raiders, also I think that's going to be a hell of a game. I'm going to go with the Bengals very tightly, though. Um, and then do you want to pass it over to the sport? You, you wanted me to do the whole bracket? I'll just, I'll just rattle, yeah, rattle it straight off there. Okay, so that's that side. The NFC. Bucks should beat the Eagles pretty handedly. Uh, I think the, I think it'll be similar to last year, though, where the Eagles are giving us more of a game than you think. Um, so Bucks, Niners, Cowboys, heck of a game. Um, I'm going to go Cowboys. And Rams, Cardinals, I'm going to go Rams. So that's, I'm chalking. It's straight, straight chalk. Straight, straight chalk here on Chalk Talk. Yeah, so pretty surprising there, but... So then, the next round we would have Titans, Bengals, and Chiefs, Bills. I am also going to chalk that, and I'm going to go with Titans, Chiefs, uh, winning both of those. And then on the other side, I have Bucks, Cowboys, and Rams, Packers. Um, I'm going to take the Packers over the Rams, and the first upset. Uh, Cowboys over Bucks. Ooh, little uh, rematch there from from what was that week one? Yes. Wait, Cowboys. 
Cowboys Packers? No, Cowboys Cowboys Bucks. They play each other week one, correct? Yes, yeah, right, it was the very right. first game of the year. All right, that's what I thought. Yeah, so then we're looking at Titans Chiefs and Green Bay Dallas. I'm going to go with uh, Green Bay against Dallas and Kansas City against Titans. And then ultimately I'm going to have the Packers winning the Super Bowl. All right, Green Bay taking it home. Sporty, let's hear, uh, let's hear your NFL playoff predictions here. All right, I'm going to go, like Hallie, I'm just going to go round by round, game by game, round by round. But I might need a little help on who's playing who in the, in the fall. We got time. you. We yeah, got we, you. yeah, we got you. We got you. All right. You got the first matchup. You got the, the Oakland Raiders going into Cincinnati, Ohio, and facing the Bengals. I think it's a bit close. I think they're, I think the Raiders, they've showed people, you know, after they fired, after Green got fired, everyone, you know what? Everyone threw him to the wayside. Like, put him in the trash can. See ya. Okay? False alarm. Okay? They're not, they're, they didn't get thrown away, okay? Him getting fired, I think, sparked that team, okay? The Raiders, they're playing great football. Who would have ever thought their coach getting fired and and their team making making it to the playoffs the same year? Okay, not too many people. Because when, when their coach gets fired, guess what? Their team goes kaplunk. Okay, in the toilet. Okay, they go down, down deep. Okay, and they can't they can't get back up. Okay, but. This team, this Raiders team, has perseverance. Okay, they persevered through all the obstacles, and now they're in the playoffs. So, I think the Bengals are going to win. But hey, oh, after all that long spiel about <laughs> the Raiders, it's just completely. I think the Raiders will lose a close game. I'm going to say a three point game, 27-24. I think they're going to lose on a game winning field goal. Okay, Mc, McPherson from 60 yards out. We have your field goal. Okay, game winning field goal. But hey, you guys remember the rookie watch when I said Evan McPherson? Yep, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. So I think they're going to win twenty-seven, twenty-four. The Bengals. Next game, you got the. Excuse me, you got the Patriots and the Bills. Okay. Bill Belichick, a road game. Okay. I think his team's fairly healthy. That should be a, I think, a low-scoring game, I think. Maybe like a 2017, but guess what? I have Bill Belichick going into Buffalo Stadium and knocking off Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, okay? First I have upset. the Patriots winning a road game. First upset. First upset, okay? Next game. Eagles and the Buccaneers. Wow, 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 wow. We just completely disregard the Steelers and the Chiefs. <laughs> Sporty's just looking ahead. He's not even... No, I'm going by matchup by matchup. Like oh, he's, he's, oh, he's going like, by like day, like day by day. Oh, he's going by time by... Okay. Uh, right. Like time slots, okay? So he's going to the slime okay. game. The time slots. Time slot each game. Okay? Wait, wait. Oh, no, no, right. He's not going to the slime game yet. I'm the sorry. slime game's 49ers. Slime game's 49ers, Cowboys. Here we go. The next game. You got the fly, Eagles fly, going into the Tampa Bay, Bruce Arians territory. Uh, I think this game will be a beatdown. I think uh, Buccaneers. I know they've been, I know they've been winning, but they have been struggling, you know, to eventually blow teams out. I know it's been close, but they, they've been kind of inconsistent with blowing teams out, you know. I think it's just going to be a prove a game to everyone. Hey, we're back. We're not taking anybody for granted. Okay. So I think the Buccaneers will win big. Next game. You got Jimmy G going into Dallas Stadium. Upset two. Okay. I think the 49ers will upset the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Two upsets this weekend so far. Patriots, 49ers, okay? When the 49ers got down last week at the Rams, you know what? I didn't give them a chance. Well, guess what? 
Sporty J was wrong because <laughs> the Forty ers proved me wrong. Okay, and they proved the, they proved the Rams. Hey, we got down big, but guess what? We're not giving up, and they surely didn't give up, and they won. So, Sporty's talking like he's going to give some like epic speech to like the championship, <laughs> like, like a championship game. So that's, that's, this feels like something out of a movie right now. Sorry, go ahead, keep talking, Sporty. <laughs> so I think Jimmy G's team will move on to round two. Okay. Next game. Will this actually be Big Ben's last game of his career? Okay. I don't think it's going to be close. <laughs> okay. I think. Yes, I think this is going to be Big Ben's last game. Okay. So, I think the Chiefs will really go after him. Hopefully, not injure him. Okay. But I think the Chiefs will win big. I know. I'm not sure. What, I'm not sure if uh, Hill is going to play. I know he got hurt last week. He didn't really play much at Denver. He got hurt during pregame. Uh, is there any word on Kelsey? I mean, they're, they're, they'll both play. I mean, they're, yeah. they're going to be ready. They'll be ready. All right. Be, all right. We got confirmation. They'll both, both be ready. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think it's be a cold, cold game. Okay, cold, like uh, 20 degrees, 20 or lower. Okay. So I think the Chiefs will uh, put a damper on the Cedar season and also to Big Ben. All right, so I got to think. Hold on, I got to think. Your next round, you have Titans, and you have the Patriots. Okay. Then you have the Chiefs and the Bengals. So give us your two predictions there. Okay. I got the Chiefs. Okay. Chiefs over the Bengals. All right. Yes. It's based on surprise people, but I have. The Patriots going to the AFC Championship game. Ooh. Well, two versus the Chiefs. Two versus six? Chiefs versus the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. All right. Now, now we'll flip it over to the NFC. I believe you have the Packers, 49ers. Time out. Hold on. What? I've got to say one more game, the Monday night game. The Cardinals and the Rams. Oh, yeah, Cardinals-Rams. I forgot about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was my fault. Three. Okay. Three trifecta upset. Cool. Three upsets. Cardinals. Aaron Murray. Kyle. Kyle. Kyler Murray. Not the oh, Georgia not quarterback. Sorry. Sorry, still, Sorry Georgia. Stuck on Sorry, Georgia. Bulldogs. Sorry, Bulldogs. <laughs> but hey, Mr. Murray. I think I think of a little greater than sign, better than uh, Matt Stafford. So I have Arizona beating the Rams Monday night. All right. Forty, you made an error. So, before you just said that, you had the Patriots beating the Chiefs. Um, yep. It would be Patriots, Titans, and then Chiefs, Bengals. So, yeah, Sporty, you have, so wait, you have the Chiefs and the Pats in the or in the AFC Championship, correct? Yes. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. so you have the Chiefs beating the Bengals and the Pats beating the Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. So, the next round. Next round would be Packers, 49ers, and then the... Uh, Cardinals and the Bucs. I have the Buccaneers and the Packers in the NFC Championship. All right. Now give us your Super Bowl prediction. Buccaneers, Chiefs. Jeez, oh, he's, stick, he's sticking to his guns, I think, from the start. I think I, I know I said Buccaneers, Chiefs from the beginning of the season. Yeah. And uh, I said, what, the Buccaneers win it all, right? I don't remember, but I just remember you had those two, I think. Uh, I think I had the Bucks. All right. I don't know. Who do I have? Anybody I, remember? I, that was no months Allie, ago. Do you remember? Months, months no. ago. <laughs> I do remember I had the Bucks and the Chiefs. That's going to bug me who I had. All right. Well, anyway, who, who are you picking here? Okay. The GOAT. Oh. TB. Tom TB. Brady. Tom Brady. For the Buccaneers. So we have, so that's what now? That's that's two NFC, uh, two Super Bowl champions predicted from the NFC. Um, all right, break it down real quick. Bengals, they're going to get past the, the Raiders. I think I think they're going to score a late touchdown to win by double digits. Um, Bills, Pats, I think the Bills control Damian Harris. Give me the Bills. Chiefs, Steelers, sad to say. Um, Chiefs win 28-13. Um, so now we're looking at the Titans. 
I'm going all chalk in, on the AFC there. So Titans, Titans, Bengals, and Chiefs, Bills. Which brings me to the Titans and the Chiefs. And then give me the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. Other side. Same, same exact AFC. Yep. Other side. Not going chalk over here on the NFC, though. Um, going to look at the Buccaneers beating the Eagles. Rams beat the Cardinals. I think the Buccaneers win by – I think they win by two touchdowns. Rams, I think they win by four. I think it's going to be 28 to 24. Would narrowly cover the spread if that matters. Wait, hold on. What, what's three and the, a half. Three and a half. I think it was – maybe it was at four and a half early in the week. Maybe – all right, anyway. I think they win 26 we'll, – we'll go – we'll go uh, – 27-21. That's that's what I'll go. Just so that way that they're covering all, all kind of spreads here. So Rams win that game. Give me the 49ers upset the Cowboys. I give me give me Kevin Givens. Give me the 49ers. I think they're gonna upset the Cowboys. I, I think that uh you know, I think offensively and defensively they've been playing well. Um Cowboys, you know, they've been putting up the numbers. But I, I think the 49ers defense will show up. So give me the 49ers over the Cowboys. So that leads to the Packers 49ers, Bucks Rams. Give me the Packers and give me the Rams over the over the Buccaneers. I think the Rams are going to kick it into, a, you know, second gear here. So Packers and um Rams and then it's Packers Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And I, I, I gotta go with the gotta go with the Packers here. I think very that, similar bracket. Yeah, they're. I just, I, you know, originally I had the Chiefs. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think they're a hot team right now, but I, I do think that there are ways to limit them. Um, but I, I, I do think the the Packers are gonna be very, very, very difficult to stop, which is why I have the Packers, uh, winning it all. I will say I was very tempted to pick the 49ers over the Cowboys because they were my preseason Super Bowl pick. Yeah, that is true. That is true. But I don't know. I just had had the defense isn't great. Right. Had the had the Buccaneers been healthy, I think fully healthy, I I think I would have them winning it all. Same. I would have them going to the Super Bowl. Again. Yeah, yeah, at least. Yeah. So um all right, let's let's lay down the hammers real quick before we uh, wrap this puppy up. Um, Hadley, we'll start with you. All right. Well, one and two start to 2022. Not what we wanted, but, uh, we keep moving forward. So we're going to start out with Pat's bills. I'm going to go under 44 points. I think it's going to be probably bad weather. We're not sure yet, but probably at the very least, absolutely freezing. Uh, both teams want to win on defense. Um, I see like a 20 to 14 game. So we're going to go Bills win it in a really, really low scoring game. Uh, the other one is Raiders plus four and a half. I really like that line because I think these teams are really, really even. Um, I think the Raiders have a shot. Honestly, if I had to pick one upset that I did not pick, I would go Raiders over Bengals. Um, so I think they have a 50-50 shot to win this game, so I love that line. And last but not least, Bucks minus 8.5. Um, I think they'll narrowly cover that by a 9- or 10-point win uh, with garbage time, but they're, the Eagles really don't deserve to be here. Uh, there's no reason the Bucks shouldn't cover that. All right. Sporty, lay down the hammer. All right. First one, and I said that Chiefs will blow out the Steelers, but you know what? It's Big Ben's last game, so guess what? Give me this. Give me the Steelers spread. Okay. What was it? Twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. Okay. That place will be. I think it's supposed to be snowy, cold. I mean, frigid temperatures. Give me this. Give me the Steelers spread. Twelve and a half. Two other ones. Give me the. Give me the uh, Arizona Arizona money line at the Rams. Give me them. Okay. 
give me the what's the over in the Cincinnati game? Over under. Uh, I can look it up real quick. For I think you. it was forty nine. I think it's be high scoring. So you're taking the over. I'm taking the over in the taking the over in the Raiders game. So my three hammers are the over in the Raiders game, Steelers spread, and the Arizona money line. All right. Bam. Um, Bam. Bam. Nobody's gonna go. Well, I guess my picks either either I go undefeated or either I go undefeated and you guys have maybe one loss apiece, or I might I might take two losses here. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals minus five and a half. I think they I think they you know win by ten. Um, probably get a garbage time field goal. Um, so you have five and a half. Yeah, I have them five and a half. Oh. I'm taking the yeah, yes. change the Raiders to plus five and a half. Oh, so you're taking them five and a half. All right. <laughs> Little grudge match here. Um, I have man, four and a half. I don't know when the line changed, but yeah, it is five and a half, Ali. I saw five and a half. Okay, then Raiders five and a half is what I'm going with. It's, it's hammer versus hammer. Um, <laughs> next one. We go with the Bills minus four. I think, like Ali said, I think they're going to a low scoring game. I think it's going to be like twenty. I'm gonna go 23 to to 17. Um, I think the Bills are gonna get done at home, and then give me the Rams money line. I think that I think the Rams, the Rams and the Cardinals are probably gonna be the best game on the NFC side this weekend, and then it's probably got to be Pats and Bills on the other side. Honestly. Yeah. What I was just gonna ask you guys, what do you guys think the best games? Like, what game are we looking forward to the most this weekend? Probably. Probably cards and Rams. I mean, I think I think. Yeah, I have, I have three games to choose from. I think I think the okay, four. Just pick one. Yeah, just pick one, real quick. Mine would be Niners and Cowboys. I was gonna say the fact that I think the 49ers are gonna beat the Cowboys. I think that's gonna be the best game. But I think obviously on paper and even I think from a viewing standpoint, I think the fact that the Rams and the Cardinals already play each other twice, I think it's gonna be interesting to see who kind of takes that upper advantage. This the third game. You know what? This this might surprise people. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Oakland Raiders at the Bengals. I mean, no, that's, I, no, I'm, yeah, I'm really that's, excited for that. I think that be. I think this game will be a shootout. Uh, if you have Derek Carr in your fa- or in your playoff first round, hey, that guy could put up some. I mean, they could get blown out, but I guy could put up some big numbers because he might be trailing a lot and has to come back. So, watch out for Derek Carr this weekend, fellas. All right. Hadley, what, what what's your game? You said 49ers Cowboys. 49 Cowboys. Cowboys, all right. Um all right, so that we'll uh, just have to wait to see what wildcard weekend uh brings upon us. So that'll uh wrap it up here. We'll send it next week for uh the next round of playoffs. And hopefully we can throw in some college fo- uh yeah, college football, college like basketball, you. college basketball next weekend. So we will see you next time. <laughs>